This is the Transportation Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on MarketScale. Just to try to reduce crashes and keep traffic moving smoothly, they're going to want a computer behind the wheel rather than a human. If problems mean more money spent on transportation, it can hurt your bottom line. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Transportation Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Today, we're breaking down some of the intercompany relationships in our industry. The trucking industry is thriving, obviously, with plenty of demand for over-the-road shipments. And this is encouraging small to medium-sized companies to enter the game. And though the ecosystem is ripe for new players... Sometimes it isn't easy to sustain and thrive as a small and medium-sized company. So here to break down the interesting relationship between established trucking leaders and agents in transportation is Alfredo Esparza, Director of Agent Development for Merck's Global. Welcome, Alfredo. How are you doing today? I am great. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Absolutely. Yeah, great to have you on, and uh, I'm looking forward to unpacking this with you here. Um, You know, I know you have over 25 years in the trucking industry, so you've seen things change and evolve and, you know, the the ups and downs of the industry. Um, But I do think right now we're seeing a lot of momentum in transportation and especially in over-the-road shipments. Would you agree there? I do agree. You know, the first quarter of the year was kind of tough, but now most carriers, just like Merck's Global, we're, we're trying to get that momentum going to have a second part of the year thriving. So what would you say in general, not necessarily just in this year, but maybe the last few years, is making the industry thrive? Uh, you know, what is going right for transportation amid tariff turbulence and labor shortages and everything else that seems to be affecting it? You know, what's going right for the transportation industry today is that we're we're constantly, constantly recruiting drivers and we're meeting our customers' demands. While most carriers today are, are struggling to meet their customer demands, what's going right is that we're constantly recruiting. And, and uh, you know, with the right drivers coming on board, we can meet those customers' demands. So you're saying companies are still able to meet their customer demands, which is keeping the industry thriving. Are you seeing that the companies that do have to meet those demands or the demands themselves are, are stretching any part of the industry thin? You know, does it, does it still uh, strain parts of the industry or are you seeing people um, keep a pretty good handle over the amount of orders that are coming in today? Well, actually, right now, it is kind of thin right now because of the shortage of drivers. And most companies are doing everything they can to try to meet those customers' demand. But, you know, that's the, that's the demand that the whole industry is going through right now. So, you know, customers like that haul freight for, uh, you know, their direct customers, they're meeting those demands. But our customers are wanting us to give them more trucks. So we have to find outside solutions to try to help those customers with more trucks. Right. They're just hoping that the trucking company is going to be able to meet those demands. And, um, you know, sure, they might be concerned with how it's getting done. But at the end of the day, you know, they're they're filing that order and they expect that the trucking company is going to be able to accomplish that. Um, I know part of what helps make that happen is this relationship between larger trucking companies and agents and building a network of agents. Um, And a lot of that comes from small to medium sized companies in the industry. 
do you think that today's conditions are particularly ripe for small to medium-sized companies to open their doors? You know, are, are you seeing more and more uh, try to enter the industry? Well, I see right now with the way the market is today, it's it makes sense for a small carrier to be an agent today because we're going through a little rough patch right now. And most of these these smaller carriers, they're having real tough demands. And in order for them to be successful in today's market, they're going to have to either wave out the storm or they're going to have to join a, a carrier like Merck's and partner up and become an agent for us. So it sounds like we have a lot of smaller players in the transportation, specifically the trucking side of the industry. Um, you know, they've been around for a little bit now, but there are some particularly new strains on their business that are keeping them from growing. What were the conditions like a few years ago that made it so so special and so perfect for these small to medium sized companies to try to enter the fray and you know stake their claim of the industry? So about four or five years ago, the market was real good. The rates are good, and it was real easy for a small carrier with five trucks to grow to the 10, 15, 20 truck operation. But recent, uh, within the last six months, we have seen a change in the market where, where rates are down, the shortest of drivers, and it's causing a strain on these small carriers who have to pay their high premiums of insurance. They don't have a full back office. And just to run their business today, is, is, it's a huge overhead. So for a small carrier to partner up with a company like Merck's that will offer the insurance, offer the recruiting, offer the back office, that will cut their overhead in half and that would help them grow their business into this little strange little funk that we're in in the transportation market and that would help them strive and finish off the year great. So with low rates and a shortage of drivers, what kind of challenges does that create for a small to medium sized trucking company and how does that inhibit growth you know what how does that hurt them harder than it would a more established company cash flow it's all about the cash flow when when you are a small carrier today and and you're trying to grow your business with a tough market that we're in today you just don't have the cash flow to to sustain the high premium of insurance you don't have the actual cash flow to recruit for truck drivers and and pay your full back office. So by partnering up with a with a carrier like Merck's Global, they're able to cut their overhead in half and they're able to come in and partner up with us where we will offer the full back office and help them grow their business in this tough industry that we're in. So you keep bringing up this relationship between companies like Merck's Global, um, and just to remind our audience, uh, you know, I think this is just a representation of that agent program that we were talking about earlier. So I want to ask, how does an agent program fit into this conversation of trying to lift small to medium-sized companies out of this rut that they are feeling even just in the last six months? Um, and what kind of responsibilities does a larger company take off the shoulders of that smaller company? I know you mentioned some back-end office stuff, but go ahead and get specific with what some of the, the actual processes are that a small to medium-sized company 
passes off during an agent program and, and how that works? Well, for, for a small carrier, for a small carrier that's running their own business today and uh, today's tough market, they have to pay for the safety aspect of it. They have to pay for the recruiting aspect of it. They have to have a legal department. They have to have a billing and accounting department. So there's so many departments and so many moving parts that they have to outsource as a small carrier. But when they partner up with a carrier like Merck's Global, we have all the moving parts in-house. We have a safety department that will work with the carrier. We have an accounting department that will also work with the small carrier. We have a recruiting department and we have a legal department. So we have all of the moving parts that they need. They don't have to do a outsource different parties to to manage their business. We're a one-stop shop operation. And, you know, I think there's a lot of value to partnering with a larger company to take those burdens off of the shoulders of the smaller company. But smaller companies also have a lot of independence and ownership over their identity as a company, obviously, because they're, they're still growing. They're still establishing that identity. And, uh, you know, I think it can be harder to convince smaller companies to remove some of those responsibilities and pass them off to a larger entity. Um, do you ever hear concerns about handing over responsibilities to a third party like that? And if you do, what are typically the responses to that? You know, how do you quell those fears? Well, the, the whole aspect of the agency program is to help the carrier grow. So this small carrier is already outsourcing the safety, the back office, and so forth. Where, where I come in to sell the Merck's global agent program, I tell them that we're a one-stop shop. They're not turning over their business over to us. They're still going to manage their operation and they're going to do their day to day and they're going to talk to their customers. All we're doing is helping them on the back end on, on their support. So I always tell the, the agent prospects, you know, we're not here to take over. We're, we're here to help you grow and help you through those tough times and help you with the moving parts to help you run your operation. Any other examples maybe you can give of, uh, a, a specific client interaction you remember? You don't have to name the client per se, but just kind of how, how that conversation went and what the concerns were and how they were addressed. Sure, sure. So so I have a client right now out of Dallas, Texas, and she came into the transportation industry and she was running her own company. And, you know, for me to walk into her office and hear all of her problems that she's going through, She's going through the safety issues of it on the compliance. She's going through having to go through a outsourced factoring company to try to get her, her finances lined up. And she had all of these moving outsourced parts in her office, and it was kind of driving her crazy. So when I walked in her office and I introduced her to the agent program, you know, today this client is, is a longtime client of mine who's an agent for Merck's Global, and she tells me that you've actually saved me because I had so many moving parts going around, and now all of my moving parts are all in-house. I don't have to deal with different people. All I have to deal with is one person, and that's Merck's Global, and we handle all of her back office to help her grow her business. And she's been a longtime client for me, and I'm happy to have her here at Merck's, and she's happy as well. So at the end of the day, agent programs don't really remove any of the identity 
or, or necessarily assimilate these small companies into the larger companies. It's more of a partnership. It is a partnership. It, it is a long, long lifetime partnership. My goal is to help them grow, to suggest ideas to them and give them the support they need to take their operation from a 10 truck operation to a 30 truck operation and then go up to a 50 truck operation. So by them partnering up with Mercs, we will give them the blueprint to success and we will help them grow their business. And I'm sure you get questions as well about what pricing is like for um, typical agent programs. Uh, What does the market look like today for a small to medium-sized company to become an agent for a company like Merck's Global how does uh, you know how, how do profits play into this? What are the numbers like, and what does a typical deal look like? Well, you know, every deal is kind of different because you know I talk to different size agents. You know, you have some five truck operations, then you have some thirty truck operations. So you have to put a deal in place where it's going to fit for for both parties. Now I can tell you it's free to it's it's free to join Merch Global. There's no charge to join us. You know, as long as you're running a good operation and you have great equipment and you have great numbers, you know, we will be happy to bring you on board where you can become part of our agent network. And then just to kind of wrap things up, you know, we've used Merck's Global as an example for most of the conversation today. And um, of all the established legacy carriers out there, why would a company want to choose Mercs. Why would they want to become a Mercs agent and not an agent for a different company? You know, what what do you think your company is doing that sets you apart? Well, for for starters, you know, there's a lot of big carriers out there, and they've been in the industry for so many years, 20, 30 years in the industry, and they're owned by investors, and and they're so big where they don't always provide you that customer service you need in order to grow your business. By partnering up with a carrier like Merck's Global, it's we're we're sitting eye to eye with our prospect clients and our partners, and not only that, we're family owned. the The owners of the company they're in the office every single day, and I always tell my prospect partners that look, while most companies, big companies, they buy out the competition. My owners, they started this industry back in 2004 with one truck, and they grew their business up to 350 plus trucks. If you are wanting to grow your business to 50 or 100 trucks, we have the blueprint. We can help you grow your business. So most of the prospect partners that I talk to, they like the idea of partnering up with a smaller scale carrier that can give them that one-on-one customer service versus partnering up with a big carrier where they're not going to get the same service as they got yesterday. Every day is a different type of service. At Merck's, we will provide you the best service that the whole trucking industry has to offer. Right. And I think what really makes an agent program successful is when the agency or you know the Merck's Global in this scenario knows what it feels like to be that smaller company and to need that support. Because even though you've you've graduated from that level and you're now the ones providing the support, it sounds like the core of Mercs is still that family-owned, small business mentality 
And I think that's really important when trying to partner with these smaller carriers because they need someone that understands the smaller logistics of what they're dealing with. Correct. Well, Alfredo, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and giving us this look at the the current state of what it's like to be a small or medium-sized carrier in the trucking industry and why they need some support today. You know, I guess it's unfortunate that they are feeling a fresh strain in the last few months, but having companies like Merck's Global and other agencies out there that are are willing to take some of the burden off of the back end for these smaller companies is always helpful. Um, And, you know, I think like many other industries, this is one that is built on community, one that's built on support from all of the players within the industry, And yeah, it's just exciting to see what the future holds for these smaller companies. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, if there's any agents out there that that are, you know, they want to inquire, you know, I I welcome them to go to our website, www.mercsglobal.com and inquire about becoming an agent. Well, thanks again, Alfredo. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.